Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Greater Southington Business Podcast. My name is Brian Williams. I'm the host of the show, and I'm joined here by Lauren to kind of kick things off. How are you, Lauren? Great. How are you? I'm very excited to hear about this first guest that you've had on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's great. We we did uh, listen to it together, you and I, so you were interested and kind of glued to the whole thing. I had Annalise on from Bradley Mountain Farm. Um, I think I picked a great first guest here. We were able to fill up about half an hour and uh, we certainly didn't feel like we were stretching anything nor did we feel like we really missed anything. Um, I was able to drive out there and um, get a little tour of the place before we got going and able to look at the house after, after the podcast. So there may be a whole other episode in there. I know, I was pretty jealous of the goats that you got to see, and I think our son is pretty jealous that you got this experience without him. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty pretty good time I had out there, and I think ex- uh, listeners will be excited to hear it, so let's get to it. and we're here at Bradley Mountains Farm. So why don't you tell them, tell the audience quickly a little bit about your, your business. So we have a business where we, we do lots of things for the community, um, but our biggest business is really helping others get connected with goats okay. um, and, and goat activities. We have goats in pajamas, we have goat <laughs> yoga, we have fairy goat mothers, uh, tutus are running around everywhere. Yeah. Um, we try to find ways to marry up People with goats, and then also to promote products that goats that goats provide us. So we okay. have a uh, we make ten thousand bars of goat milk soap a year, and um, we have open farm days and kind of a little bit of everything, so that people can enjoy the farm experience. Okay, and that soap that's all sourced from the goats that are here. Absolutely, yes. We have um, we we milk our goats. Uh, you know, we, like we we do have some supplemental milk at times, uh, but we milk our goats, and the milk goes into the soap and. Um, it's all local. Okay. Yeah. And typically, how many goats are here on property? Um, so right now we have 28, which okay. is our high. Wow. Uh, we have a nice mix of boys and girls. A lot of times dairy farms only have girls. Uh, we're able, because of our goat walks and things like that, goat yoga, we're able to have a, a good a good crew of boys too. And we also have a 4-H club that shows the goats. So we have a nice mix of little goats, big goats, girls, and boys. And I, I love that. It's awesome. Okay. And I've already met your youngest goat. So let's talk about your youngest goat. How many hours or day, days old is she? Uh, she's actually 24 hours <laughs> old. Um, of course, I think she's adorable. She I is. Think she's gorgeous. Uh, and, you know, we were looking to kind of widen out our herd a little bit, have new moms, get another generation in a fresh blood. I'm really excited this year because it just happened. You know, we have four new girls uh, and, and we're going to be able to carry them on to, to, to futures. So okay. it's awesome. Okay. So what came first, the, the soap or the goats? You started with the soap? Uh, the dream. The dream. The All dream right. came first. Uh, and the psoriasis came first. So okay. I, had, I had a skin condition, uh, not curable, but uh, there are, I read that goat milk soap was a way to, to at least you know, soothe the skin. Okay. So uh, that was my first interest, uh, was, was to maybe try something for my skin. Um, I'm also a big dreamer. When I was in seventh grade, I wanted to go. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out how to keep, how to sustain it, how to have a business, but yeah. I knew that I wanted to go. And it took me better of 40 years wow. to get there. But 
um, sometimes when you go back and you look at those seventh grade dreams and yeah. you do them when you're adults, it, it's really the true person you are and, and what you wanted to do. Okay. And were you around goats when you were younger or around a farming situation? I, my family came from a farm in Indiana, although I grew up in Southington. Um, we actually stayed in Indiana a month a year. Big Amish community. Um, okay. We visited a lot of Amish. Saw people that we had no plumber, plumbing, no electricity. Uh, at least I can say I, I didn't fear it. Okay. Like a suburb person would say, oh my gosh, I can never do that. I had seen people that had done it, but I didn't make the connection of all the financials and everything you have to do to get to where that business is standing. Right. Um, but I, I had a dream. Okay. And you started with the soap and, and saw the benefits from that and wanted to source that locally? Absolutely. Um, as a little birthday present, I went all the way up to goat school in Maine and um, this little old lady there, six hour drive. Uh, taught us how to make soap over a, a, sto a gas stove. Uh, I burned it for the first six months, um, but I finally learned how to make soap uh, in a better way than she did. Actually, we do it on we do it on a, a different way with crock pots, uh, and that really kind of got me started. Okay, so yeah. it was the it was the soap, and then when you went to the goats, how long was it between when you started making the soap and, and this property kind of came available for you? Um, I would say. It was about, a, it was a couple years, okay. you know, we were, we were making soap in the basement of my house. Uh, we, we started out in a corner of the basement and I kept pushing my husband's stuff to the side right, and right. I, eventually it was the whole basement. Uh, we were doing farmer's markets and, and, and things like that. And we just realized that, um, we want to take it to a different level. Mm. Uh, in the basement, you can't have visitors, you can't have guests, you can't, people can't really interact with the goats. We wanted a situation where we could be much more open and we could, we could, uh, you know, not only have people enjoy the soap, but have people enjoy the whole process. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about your, your location for, for the listeners. So what's the best way to get here and where exactly are you located? So we are right next to Crescent Lake. Um, it's a, uh, Crescent Lake is a beautiful public property that actually used to be part of this property, um, right in Southington, Connecticut, uh, in I would say the old section of town. Okay. Um, near, if you were used to Rogers or, or Caravan Farms, it's right in the little farm country of Southington. Okay. And the building itself is on the register of uh, historic places? The building itself is much more famous than me. <laughs> okay. um, the building itself is uh, one of the original town members. His name is Ichabod Bradley. He owned 300 acres uh, and they actually founded this town. So Bradley Hospital is from the right. Bradleys. There's a fountain downtown in, in honor of Amon Bradley. They, they donated all over. Um, and the, the property had gone into disrepair. Mm. So again, being a dreamer, uh, my dream was to, to redo the property and, and, and kind of let the town people enjoy it as much sure. as we were. Um, that ended up being three years. Mm -hmm. It's a lot longer than we thought it was going to be, but um, now I kind of consider it my legacy. I'm just so honored that we could re redo this house back to its former glory. Okay. Really. Are there still projects you want to work on or you kind of like the way it is? Um, I love it right now. Um, I, I, I would love to have a, a, some of the original barns reconstructed, but we were able to construct the ice house, which uh, the, the farmer used to harvest ice on Crescent Lake 200 years ago. Um, you know, old properties always need work, always sure. need work. But uh, we were able to really bring back the house to where it's pretty close to where it was in the 1800s, adding the bathrooms, adding the electricity. But 
uh, so you can kind of get a feel for what it used to be like when, when Ichabod lived here. Okay. And, and how much acreage do you have here? Actually, we have just enough for a farm. So we have <laughs> almost four acres, a little shy. Uh, we needed three acres to get a farm. Uh, and and that, that's just perfect for us. The way the old houses were set up, the house is close to the road. So there would be more, uh, more land for livestock. Okay. So we have a great pasture in the back for the goats to graze. It's okay. awesome. And your, your visitors can take goats for walks. Absolutely. They can take goats for walks. They can dress them up in tutus. They can come make their own soap if they want. Um, any, any part of farming that they want to experience, we try to help them with. We even have people that want to own goats that actually come and just do chores. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you're still going strong with the with the soap, and you're still doing that at a lot of local fairs and opportunities. Um, not as much with the fairs anymore. Um, we, we we find that now that we have the farm store, we, we like people to come here because they can see everything. Uh, it gets to where it's just easier to be to be here, and we're not driving places. But um, you know, we, we do do a lot of town events. So we do the Christmas event with the town. We do the Apple Harvest Festival. Um, we actually are going to do the Coventry Fair this year. Okay. Um, so we, we we do them, but not like we used to do like six farmers markets a week. A week. Oh wow! And we're definitely off of that track now. Okay. So in those those early stages, what sort of advice would you give for other other people dreaming of of turning their seventh grade dream or seven <laughs> seven year old dream into yes. uh, into a passion? So. I, I think my advice is there's going to be times when you're the only one that has that dream. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when we were when we were redoing this place and it was a, a really even not walkable, um, we were the ones that were up to like 11 o'clock at night saying, you know, in a year, it's going to, don't worry, people mm -hmm. will come and it's going to be great. Um, sometimes no one can see the vision but you and sure. you have to keep it alive. And and that's what I, I felt like was the my best service to the business. Mm -hmm was you can have plenty of people to help you work, you can have plenty of people to do what you ask them to do, but people that people that need to say, you know, where are we going in the next year? That's right. where don't worry, it's gonna be okay, keep going. Um, even though you can barely walk in the place. <laughs> yeah. And when we first bought this place there were rats and birds and cats mm -hmm. living in, you know, buildings and stuff. Um, but we saw what it was gonna be like and we could see the kids here and we could see the four H even though they weren't here yet. And I think that's the biggest service that you can do to a business when you're when you're a young owner. Yeah, and I imagine there were some late nights where you're sitting around saying, "What the heck did we get oh, ourselves gosh. into?" Huh? Yeah, especially we would run out of product, and we'd have a three-day show, and we would be up till one and two in the morning making products so that we wouldn't be empty yeah. for, the, for the show the next day. Um, you know, we we had to learn how to do all that and, and estimate so that we weren't in those situations. Um, there were a lot of times that we were here by ourselves really late. But it was always worth it because we could see that eventually, I, I just wanted to be, you know, surrounded by kids, surrounded by people that love farms, surrounded by people that want a little break from their lives. And it wasn't that day, but it was going to be someday. Right. And I, I think that's what kept us going, really. Okay. And did you find that you had to adjust your timeline a little bit where things advanced maybe a little faster than you thought, whereas there were other things that moved a little bit slower? Oh, ab absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we, we the three-year project was supposed to be a year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we had to be patient. Uh, we also had things that we thought were going to work out that didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, all of that is being flexible. Um, you know, we actually had wanted to open the house to the public earlier than we have, but it, there's just been more that we needed to do inside. But I, I think the key there is trying to make the best with what you have right then. Right. You know, so no, in three years it will be better, but what can we offer now? 
you know, what can we get started with? And if you can break it into littler pieces, you can get things started a little sooner. Um, we could have waited a whole three years to open, mm -hmm. but we started with just opening the garage door and letting people come in and, 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 and take a look at the goats. Yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting mm -hmm. point because you, as you progress through and, and want to improve, you want things to be very nice to do some sort of big grand opening, but at the same time you want people to experience and then maybe come back a little bit later and, and see some of the changes that you've made. Right, because their, yeah. their feedback is super important. It helps shape what we do. I mean, I can remember being at farmer's markets and having you know 26 different kinds of soap out and people would pick up one, smell it, put it down, and then the next one they would pick up and they'd be like, oh, that's great, and they'd buy it. And I'd want to say, why aren't you paying, why aren't you buying the first one? Yeah. Um, but that feedback loop with the customer is super important. They 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 define you and they, they tell you what your next step is going to be. So if you wait three years to open, you're also not getting that feedback. Sure, sure, yeah, and revenue too. <laughs> yes, true. Yeah, you get yeah. started that way. And and on the soaps, I noticed there's um, different colors. Are there different um, different smells, different fragrances that go Absolutely. on with those? Absolutely. We I'm I'm a fra fragrance junkie. I cannot resist buying the potting soil, yeah. you know, monkey farts, all kinds of cute fragrances <laughs> that there are out there. There's no lack of fragrances. We had to stop at 25. We originally had 40 fragrances. Wow. We would keep chocolate soap just because one lady liked it at Christmas time and we realized that we can't do that, you know, so we had to kind of break it down to 25 different kinds. Um, but what we do to, to help people is we, when we have our open farm day, we break out all our fragrances. We have unscented soap and people can make their own. They can okay. mix and match fragrances. So if they want chocolate soap that they can take home, they can bring it home. But we stock 25 kinds. Okay. And the make your own soap, that's been pretty popular. Is that one of the more popular programs? It's awesome. It's fun. Uh, it makes the place smell wonderful. <laughs> and yes, we, we get kids that come in and you get the sense maybe their parents dragged them there and they're not really on board and then they start to you know make the soap and we're like well would you like to smell what giggles smells like would you like <laughs> to smell like we said monkey farts is one of our best sellers reindeer poo um it's it just fragrances and memories are really closely sure. tied um and it makes people happy uh and so yes we we actually sell as much drop-in projects as we do soap oh really okay yeah. well that's interesting so what are the other big promotions that have been popular? Um, goat yoga. Okay. Uh, you know, that came from Oregon, but we're definitely on board with goat yoga. But one of our newest ones that we that we are just tickled, people are happy with, is fairy goat mothers. Um, <laughs> you can sign up to, if you, if you have a goat that you, I like Kalimba or I like Henry, you can sign up for that goat. You can bring friends with you and have a little play date. You can go out in the, in the pasture. You could spend as much time with them as you want you can bring them back put them in tutus if you mm. want take pictures and it's like your little play date with your goat yeah um it's really popular people really love that we're, we're grateful okay so you can really work with a huge age spectrum of the little kids and getting them involved right up through you know seniors and everything it's obviously. awesome we we do have senior <clears throat> citizens that uh centers that come in okay um there's nothing like seeing you know the the the, the happiness on their face mm. when they're feeding goats and they're remembering when they were little yeah. uh you know we are semi we're, we're pretty handicap accessible so people can get their wheelchairs and things in um, but also to see little itty bits, you know, one-year-olds that are just at the fence feeding sure. the goats. Um, it, that's been one of my, my greatest honors is to really see all the different kind of people and to make them happy while they're here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a one-year-old, so I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he would be, uh, yeah. he'd love poking through the fence there and getting a little 
opportunity to pet one of these goats. Um, so coming up on the summertime here, what are the, is there any new promotions or anything that's a little bit different you want to talk about? Um, so we have goat cuddle therapy. Um, we, we, we loved, uh, we, we loved it. We, we had done goat meditation, um, but we realized that people love the cuddling better than they like the, the meditation both together. Okay. Um, so goat cuddle therapy is something that we're, uh, that's just up and coming. And I think for us, you know, we have goat yoga. Goat yoga is like a craze, mm -hmm. um, but we know that there's a lot more fun things you can do. And I personally don't do yoga, so right. I wanted to kind of cater to the people that sure. just want to sit and cuddle goats. Uh, we also have uh, our 4-H'ers are going to be here at Fort Open Farm Day, so they're going to be grooming animals, and they're going to be showing their rabbits and showing their chickens. So if you just want to come learn more about animals, uh, they'll be here. Even, even uh, we, we, we have local artists into our shop and we have, even people are coming for, you know, massages. Oh, wow. uh, so anything, any, we like to really work with local people, um, handcrafters, and give them the same kind of chance that I had on um, building my business, uh, you know, when I started. Okay. So the, the open farm days, uh, tell me a little bit more about that. What are the opportunities there? Um, that really started based on the public. Uh, we uh, we were open and people were uh, people kept coming to us and they would they would drive in when we weren't open and we'd say oh sorry we're closed and we realized we want to have one day where people can just come in for free and they can enjoy the property and they can feed the goats if they'd like and they can just experience what life on a farm is like mm -hmm. um, they can just see you know there's no holes barred they can see anything that's going on um, and we have seats out and people can just sit or they can just enjoy the breeze from the lake. Um, they can actually go in and see the herd if they'd like and they can make soap on that day So we have one day where we kind of come together as a farm and we do our tours together and we answer questions Okay, are there any programs that that you see, you know in, in the next couple of years that you'd like to roll out that for whatever reason they're, they're you just can't quite do yet so for me the whole idea of getting that people more involved with a house is, okay. is our next um, frontier the house was originally a bed and breakfast, um, it, not originally, but it had been a bed and breakfast. It had been a boarding house at one time. It's a, it's a gorgeous property and it's part of Southington's history and having the doors closed on it makes me feel mm. like I'm hoarding the house. Um, okay. So we really want to think about ways that we can kind of say, meet the Bradleys, meet, sure. here's what they were working on, here's the kinds of things they were doing. That's exciting to me. Um, you know, we could be a bed and breakfast again. We could be kind of more of a historical place. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the wide frontier for us. Okay. Um, and, and then I think just really in, in making the, the goats more accessible, always thinking of more things that we can do. Right. right. I imagine you, there's a lot of history around with the Bradleys that you could really tell an interesting story in there. Absolutely. And the, and the nice thing about the Bradleys, you can Google them. <laughs> right. They, they yeah. were in 1800s. They were the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie of the yeah. day. They there were magazine articles about them. They were they're still in, in books and imprint. So uh, we had we had more than we more than we thought we would to work with. Okay. How long was the property in, in their in their family for? They were in the fam. They, it was in their family for 120 years. Wow. Passed down three times. And then they passed it down to uh, the person that was running the farm, like the right-hand person. They had it for three generations, for 80 years. So for most of the time, this family has, uh, this far, this property has been in two families. Okay. Very researchable. Uh, both of them are, are very easy to find. So there's really rich history on, on the place and it, it, it's a treasure. So, so I, I think for me, that's part of my legacy is to make sure that that all gets documented and people can enjoy it. Okay. And how, how long do you plan on running this business for? Is it going to continue to grow from here? Do you have a, an idea in mind? I, I, 
I definitely am going to be a little lady in a cane yeah. with this business. Uh, I think it's only going to get sweeter for me as I see kids coming and them growing up right, and maybe yeah. working here. Okay. Um, I, I and I, I and I plan as the Bradleys did and as the Tuttles did. I plan to bring this legacy to my son, okay. you know, so that so that it doesn't just get dropped. Okay. Um, so it is a family affair already, huh? It's a, it's a fam- it's a tribe. Yeah. It's a okay. tribe. So so my husband's involved, my son's involved. Uh, my friend from 7th grade is involved. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, a, a lot of a lot of dreamers are involved, but people that are uh, part of Southington, part of the town, uh, maybe have the same passion. Sure. Um, you know, for all of us, there were times when we could have just walked away, and I think that passion kept us going and, and kept the business going sure. too. Yeah. And there's always new generations of kids coming up through. So, and that combined with all the new programs kind of keeps it fresh for you guys, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And your, uh, did your son like the chores or I'm sure there's some days when it gets to be a bit much, but <laughs> it, it can be a bit much, yeah. but I, I think he looks at for, for, for being 16, he's incredibly wise and he looks at the bigger picture. Uh, the chores have saved him from lots of drama and you yeah. know making bad choices too. Uh, you know the chores are, are, are maybe are, are rough, um, but the the feeling of sitting in the barn at the end of the day and having all the goats just cuddle yeah. on you because you are their keeper, yeah. you are their leader. I, I think that makes up for a lot of those chores. Yeah, and the can, time spent there. I can imagine that. And so you have other people working here that are part of the family, right? We do. We, well, we partner with the Southington Boag School. Okay. Um, all of our workers come from the Boag School. They're kids that are interested in farming. They're the best and the brightest, in my opinion. Uh, we have somebody that's in the landscaping school that's doing our landscaping oh. for us. We have two uh, the females that are doing our soap making, and they help with the soap making. Uh, it helps to teach the kids. Like I, I love to have girls. Unfortunately, you know, I'm not, yeah. no disrespect. No, I love okay. to have girls working here because I want them to see that you could be a female and own a business. Great. You know that you can do this. And when it comes to soap, girls rule. Like yeah, hard to be a, a male and have a soap business. Well, that's because we don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> and and your wives buy it for you. Right. So a lot of times, yep. you know, the the females rule in soap. So it's nice for me to have females that can see that you could have a business. But we do have males here too, um, and and that's you know we try to partner with kids that are that are that really have that as their future or okay. want that as their future. And you've you've done some programs even with the younger kids with the elementary schools too. Absolutely, we've had the elementary schools here for trips. Okay. Um, seven year olds are part of our uh, are part of our four H club, so we have four okay. H kids from Plantsville, Avon, um, even as far as Enfield wow. come. Um, and then we also have our goat nanny program. We have 50 families that are goat nannies that come in once a week and they actually do the maintenance of the goats. Wow. So they clip their hooves, they take their temperatures, they give them medicine. Um, they're just part of the ebb and the flow of all of the, all the care and feeding of the, of the herd. And some people question, they're like, how could that be fun? But right. I think that when you're there every week and you, you see this one has a cold and now he's better and yeah. we did this and we gave him zinc and now his hair is growing, like you actually get very involved in the in the, the fabric of the, fur, sure. of the herd. Um, so that's really what the goat nannies do. Every Wednesday they come and they, they, they help with the herd. Okay. And they probably get to know the, the personalities and the way that you do with the different goats and the who's shy, who's outgoing, who yes. likes to play. Yeah. Absolutely. They And they all have their favorites. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's it really does kind of bond them to the herd much more if you're here for an event that's great but if you're here every wednesday and you're watching that goat grow yeah. up it, it's just a completely different experience sure yeah and for people who maybe can't 
maybe are allergic to dogs or cats or maybe their living situation they can't have pets it's a good opportunity right or zoning people zoning. want goats yeah. and their zoning issues so yeah. it helps them have a goat even though they can't have a goat yeah yeah and so for marketing wise what seems to be working well i know you do a lot on on social media um did, did and i think we talked a little bit earlier but it took a while to kind of get going and then you feel like it all, all of a sudden kind of hit for you it, it comes in batches yeah um, so we, we did um you know, we partnered with the southington chamber they had some classes on you know how to do marketing mm-hmm. and we're pretty we're pretty faithful to to marketing you know on facebook and, and instagram once a day uh, we do have a distribution list, an email list, and we okay. send out weekly, just weekly. We try not to bombard people. Um, we just let them know what's up and coming. Um, you know, we are we have been approached by reporters and magazine, um, sure. you know, people for magazines, and we're always happy to have them come in and you know take a class or understand yeah. it a little bit better. And then I I think you know this is probably very old fashioned, but. Most people come and they experience it and then they come back and bring a friend. Right. Um, and that's really the way that we, we grow. Sure. Um, you know, we, we grow through people having really good experiences. Um, and, and we try to, to take that as first in mind and also that our, um, our passion and our dream was to have people here. So having people here is, is you know, part of it and learning why they want to stay sure. is, is part of it. So, yeah. so yes, we do the marketing. Our marketing is really, I, I actually have a catalog of Believe it or not, thirty thousand pictures of cute goats. Oh my goodness! I, I, wow. I'm I'm constantly taking pictures of goats, and I love to share that with people. So my marketing may be a little different than other people. Sure. I'm just like, hey, look at this gorgeous picture. Right. I love this picture, and and that heart. I think people can see that heart, mm-hmm. and they respond to it. Right. You know. So we try not to say, oh, buy our stuff. We try to say this is the most adorable goat in the world, and we're so excited about it, and yeah. that gets people excited. And then they're like, "Oh, maybe I'll stop by this weekend." Sure. Yeah, and you're selling I, the experience. You want yeah. them to come and experience, and if they walk out with some soap or something, that's great too. Yeah. Yeah. But it I, can't be the first in your mind. Oh no. Yeah. No, right. Yep. And I imagine having the kids here that brings a lot of you know they go home and mommy and daddy you got to come check this out or you know we we only had time to do this let's go back on the weekend so. Yeah. Well, and and we try to have. I try to think about, okay, if you come and you and, and you do one thing, do we have enough for you to come back? Right. You know, do we have something where you might want to come back and do something else? And we and we try to keep that in mind so that if somebody comes for goats and pajamas, maybe mm-hmm. they'll come for fairy goat mothers right. and, and, you know, continue to come back. And we don't want to make it a boring where every time it's the same. Right. Yep. And and having that email list and all the everything you do on social media probably helps quite a bit. Absolutely. Yep. Is there anything uh, you know in in five years that you think is going to be a, a quite a bit different than you have now, or you think it's just going to be a, a little bit more the same with new programs and, and new goats? Is there uh, is there a certain capacity of goats that you could handle, or do you want to keep it around this size? Uh, we don't want to over you know we don't want to be we we don't want to have too many goats because it will kind of might ruin the land yeah. and it might ruin the experience. Uh, so we are limited and we're also limited in how many people we take for events. So we, we don't okay. like to just, oh, we'll take a little extra, you know, revenue and just cattle call people. Right. So, that so really we're limited by our, um, you know, the amount of people we can take in the, the size of our herd. Uh, but the thing is, we're mostly a weekend business at this point. We're mostly Saturdays and Sundays. I think in the next five years, you may see, uh, we're going to have like a 4-H during the week okay. activities. Uh, we may have more activities for seniors that are home. 
so I, I think that Monday through Friday is going to be where we'll look to go next. Okay. In addition to uh, figuring out ways that we can uh, open up the house more. Okay. And maybe some some weekday evening events. You know, absolutely. This time of year as it gets a little lighter out. Yeah, absolutely. And with the, with the property, do you see any changes? Is there any um, area on the property that you'd like to change to host more events? Um, so we're we're when we bought our property, we actually took, and I'm not lying, <laughs> thirty dumpsters worth of garbage and brush, oh and we're still counting. Um, you mm. know, we've slowed down, but we we we've had a huge amount of uh, dumpsters that we've taken out. Um, this year, we'd like to get even farther in to remove the brush. Um, we actually had a beautiful lake view on the whole side of our property that you couldn't see because it was piled high with brush wow. and garbage. So, um, you know, as we, 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 I'd love to just say we're done with the brush. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that it will be this year or maybe next year when we're finally just done with the brush and then we can replant uh, after that. So there, there's always work to do. Sure. Um, and there's always ways that we can, you know, oh, let's do a little more. But I also feel like it's it's workable and it's livable now, and, and people good. can enjoy it, which I'm so happy about that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And you have an, a nice walking course for the for the goats and, and their human yeah. companions and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, is there any any sort of last words or any sort of message you want to get out to uh, to listeners? I would just say, if you have a dream, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself, and you know. Being that I'm not a teenager anymore, <laughs> uh, it may take a little bit of time and continue to believe in yourself. Okay. Uh, and you may end up being towards the end of your life, but you may have achieved a dream that you always had. Yeah, yeah, keep it alive. You know, if it doesn't happen at 22, it might happen at you know, 42 or 62. And, and um, you know, I think you said you, you asked for help along the way and you've been active with the chamber and, and tried to keep it local, which, which has helped you out quite a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. It was so fun.